Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great, but having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of the three-man weave right here on the ChairShot Radio Network, part of ChairShot.com, where we remind you to always use your head and head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot. Pick yourself up that ChairShot t-shirt today. A very special March Madness preview. Of course, PC Tunney here with you. We've got Patrick O'Dowd and we've got Tommy Wirtz. I would say two of the most knowledgeable college basketball guys that I know. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Patrick right now, who uh, uh, I don't know how he's feeling about his Illini matchup, but I'm sure we'll get to that shortly. They, well, I, I guess I should thank the committee for pairing us up with a team that is just as inconsistent and frustrating as the Illinois Fighting Illini in Arkansas. That team looks like world beaters one day and then looks like anybody can beat them the next. Illinois is really good at doing that in, in the same game. Like they love to get down like 20 and then win the game in the second half or, or, you know, fake rally. So very, I, very, very frustrating draw. And then of course, if they win, they, they get Kansas. So uh, I'm looking forward to at best a second round appearance once again for my, my fighting Illini. But, uh, dude, this is like I, – I mentioned this uh, in recording uh, Bandwagon Nerds. I, I mentioned this when I recorded with Dave on Hockey Talk. Uh, this is like my second favorite sports day slash week of the year. I, um, I've been obsessed with the NCAA basketball tournament for forever. And um, like so much so that I, I take this coming Thursday and Friday off of work – to go to a Buffalo Wild Wings, introduce myself to the wait staff and say, you know, hello, Barbara. Uh, my name is Patrick. I will be here for the next at least four hours. And all I ask of you is that you check and make sure that the beer continues to have beer in the glass and occasionally ask me if I would like more overpriced boneless wings. Because I'm going to go on boneless Thursday. Might as, well, might as well get a bargain if I'm going to be there. And I'm just like, I will tip you well. I will be here for a significant portion of your shift. Just just check on me every now and then. And that's and I watch basketball right up until it's time to go bowling. So and then, you know, games are on at the bowling. I love it. I love it. Basketball nonstop. This is best weekend, in my opinion, for college basketball. Tommy's joining Absolutely. us as well. Yeah. Tommy. I agree with you, Patrick. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you can necessarily relate to this as well as maybe people around my age when we were in school and the ncaa website then decided to start free broadcasting like the first weekend of oh yeah, yeah 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 and or maybe even at work or something for someone else you just had a computer and they were then letting all these kids kind of just do whatever the hell they want during these times and people would have the games up and different groups of kids were sitting next to each other all watching different games so we could all have an eye on it. Maybe he had a teacher cool enough to like throw a game on the big TV. Like this is absolutely an ideal situation for some major sports nerds who are in school and they have the computer up in front of them to just completely F around and not mess with anything school related and keep the tournament up the whole time. Well, throw into the addition of the first Friday being uh St. Patrick's day as well. It's going to be a very good, uh, Good, good weekend for the, uh, you know, bar industry. Oh, absolutely. Indeed. And kids, for those of you, like, as Tom has just laid out there, 
Um, CBS, now the proud, you know, overlord of the NCAA tournament, you can still stream games and they have boss mode on, on your viewing. And when you click boss mode, hides the game. So when boss walks in, or I'm not saying you should ignore your teachers, but just click boss mode and your screen goes back to whatever else is there and you can bring it back once that dark overlord of authority passes passes over to you so but uh you know we're recording this about an hour removed from the men's selection show greg gumbel by the way uh i don't know how how long he's been doing this now or what but the years are starting to show fellas like he he stumbled over a few teams he got he got i think he got houston in the wrong conference that was that was what i think called he said they were in the america east uh or <laughs> some weird ass conference like I, I'm I'm just saying I know he's an institution for this show. It might be time, Greg. It, it might be time to move on. But let's start by looking at the top four overall seeds of the tournament. Our number ones, Alabama gets the number one overall seed, followed by Houston. Sorry, Alabama in the South, number one overall seed. Houston in the Midwest is the number two overall seed. Kansas in the West was number three, and Purdue was the number four overall seed in the East. I would like to start by bragging. Ray Cash, I know you're going to listen to this later. Your little dream of Arizona being a number one seed was never going to happen. The second UCLA lost to them in the Pac-12 finals, it was Purdue's to lose. And when Purdue closed out the Big Ten tournament today, easy number one seed. Arizona was not going to jump off that two-line. But uh, I don't know, guys. These were the basically the predicted number ones going through. Maybe not necessarily in that order by a lot of the punditry. But uh, what do we think? What do we think of these number one seeds? And who of the four would you say is most likely to cut down the nets in Houston? Tom, go. Yeah, uh, I, I think that these four, like you said, Pretty chalk picks as to they were going to be the top four teams we saw at the number one seeds throughout the entire uh, for this entire tournament. Uh, Bama, they obviously get the one seed after Houston falls to Memphis today uh, in a shocking uh, tournament, but they didn't have Sasser, right? They were he right. was out the game, and obviously he's their best player. He got hurt, banged up in the semis. Uh, I do personally think. Bama has the best team. They're the most exciting team. They have the star player as well with Brandon Miller, who I know he's going through other issues. The guy can ball. I mean, to not be in the top 15 for the finalists for the Wooden Award was kind of ridiculous for him. And it showed that that was the outside factors probably kept him off that list as well for that. Um, I think Bama is the team to beat right now. Houston, you know, losing to Memphis, who I don't know, maybe was scraping by in the tournament. But I mean, even after winning the American, they're only going to be an eight seed now uh, when they could face Purdue in the second round. I-, I like Kansas, but they're also another team that just seems to be very hit or miss. I mean, if Williams is playing on his best ball, they're a great team. I, you know what you're going to get from Grady Dick too. He's a good, he's a baller as well. Um, Purdue. I, I don't want to call them frauds necessarily, but I do want to say that, I'm not a big fan of Big Ten basketball this Purdue year. I think smells of a bad Big Ten year. Big it, time. It, it, right. is, it is very much so where the Big Ten theme of not performing well in the tournament is very common for Big Ten opponents. And Purdue, I mean, they were close with Penn State today. In the second half, they almost gave it away to them. Uh, I do not love Purdue's line. I think that is a very tough bracket coming out in that East division or East bracket region. Um, It's going to be a tough road for any of them though. And I think that number one overall seed definitely benefits Alabama the most when it comes to the path that it gets to getting to that final four, that elite eight. I mean, compared to the other sides of it, there's some blue bloods all over the place and definitely quality level basketball programs scattered throughout the other divisions. It seems like very much more evenly than it is in that. Uh, what is it? South division, South bracket. Yeah. The South region. Yeah. Tony, what do you think of your number ones? 
you know, I, I kind of chimed in there with Purdue, so you know what I think there. Houston not winning their conference tournament kind of makes me trying to turn my head. They don't have a ton of, like, top-tier wins. They, 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 they fit the eye test, but I'm more willing to believe in an Alabama with a Miller and Kansas with Jalen Wilson, you know, leading those two teams. They got a lot of depth on those teams as well, in addition to really good coaching battle-tested in those bigger games more so than a Houston so, yeah, I, I would right. maybe give it to Kansas here, in my opinion. Yeah, and, uh, who's and, most likely I mean, out of the ones to win a championship again? Sure, and, and and they've been there before. They they just came off of winning a national title. So, you know, defending their crown makes a lot of sense. Houston is a completely different team without Marcus Hazard. And I think that really showed through when, when they finally played uh, Memphis and, and Memphis beat them and kind of handled them a little bit. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was overly dramatic. So... I, I can't find any fault there. I'm with you guys on Purdue. I think that the first team that pressures their their guards uh, and really because you know they're 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 reliant on two freshman guards right now, and they're very very good freshman guards. But any team that has really made gains on them has made them uncomfortable defending them really really hard. And there's nobody. There's not another consistent scorer outside of Zach Eady that that they can go to and uh you see it i i think that and we'll get into the brackets here in a second but like i think memphis or fau either one of those teams could give purdue a lot of trouble in the second round just because of their ability to guard and and the way to beat purdue is to just not let them get it into Edie and force your defense to collapse to their shooters so We'll we'll have to see that. But let's let's get into the brackets. We will we will jump right in. Let's look at the South bracket, Alabama. Here are here are the teams that are in. And oh wait, we got one more person newly arrived to the NCAA tournament show. Mr. Ray Cash, how you doing, man? I don't know shit. I'm you don't though. know shit. Well, well yeah, here. thanks for dropping in then, buddy. Have a good night. But allow allow me to say allow, allow me to say I told you so. I told you Arizona wasn't gonna get a or uh, yeah that Arizona wasn't gonna go get a one. I bragged on it before you got on the show. I told you Purdue was gonna be that fourth number one seed. It was just the way it was. The second um, the second uh, UCLA did not win last night. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday. Well, on Saturday night, I knew Purdue had it locked up. Uh, do you have any thoughts about the the four number one seeds, Alabama, Houston, Kansas, or Purdue? Anything you want to say before? We're actually about to jump right into the brackets. Um, that sounds right. Um, overall, number one is Kansas, right? No, it's Alabama. Alabama. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, Kansas Alabama's is actually three. Yep. Which is really? interesting. I thought they would. I thought they would only fall as fall as far as two. I didn't think that they would put Houston over Kansas, but uh, but they did. So yeah, uh, the, it went Alabama, Houston, and Kansas, and Purdue as the last and, number one. And interesting, Houston jumped Kansas, seeing as they lost the their conference title game. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. are down one Marcus Sasser. So, all right, well, let's get into the South region. So I'm just gonna go. Um, we do these matchups really quick. Alabama is playing one of the first four winners, Texas uh, A&M Corpus Christi versus SEMO, Southeast Missouri State. 8-9 uh, matchup in this region is Maryland and West Virginia. The 5-12 is San Diego State and Charleston. The 4-13 matchup is Virginia versus Furman. Raw deal for Furman. <laughs> Such a feel-good story, and they get Virginia. Uh, Creighton versus NC State in the 6-11 matchup, Baylor versus UC Santa Barbara, Barbara in the 3-14, Missouri versus Utah State in the 7-10, and your Arizona Wildcats versus the Princeton Tigers in the 2-15. I will start with Tony this time. What matchups stand out to you as some intriguing games you would want to see right away? Obviously, you always tell, hear about the fives and the twelves every year. Charleston's a solid team, um, right? That can that can play basketball. They have thirty wins, so you're looking at a really interesting possible upset there. San Diego State does play in an underrated conference, I would say. Um, but yeah, Furman getting Virginia is interesting. Baylor is a three. Uh, Rays Arizona takes Princeton. I think Princeton is one of those fifteen teams seeds that's won before. 
but just a it looks like a pretty clean path for Alabama to get to the Elite Eight. I don't see them having problems with Virginia or Maryland. Right. Ray, speak on your Arizona Wildcats and speak on speak on this bracket. What do what do you see uh as you as you kind of take your first blush at this? You know, I never like to go chalk, but this looks like a chalk bracket to me. It looks like we can expect to see Alabama, Arizona in the Elite Eight. That's what it's looking like to me. Because uh, I don't see anybody who has legitimate three-game ability to get that far other than those two teams. I mean, you know, uh, I know Baylor's been hot and cold this year. We might see an upset. I know uh, you missed Charleston, uh, mentioned Charleston, who's won 31 games. So we know they're deep and capable. But Missouri's not a bad team either. Six wins against top 25 teams. So Arizona going to have, probably have them in the second game. Yeah, but we're they got a dog of a point guard too. They got I can't remember the kid's name uh, off the top of my head, but they have a they have a guard. A lead, their lead guard uh, torched. I mean, they crushed Illinois. Uh, back when in the Bragging Rights game and, and when, when Illinois was a hot mess. Now they're just a mess, uh, but they, Kobe, they were a hot mess. Kobe Brown. Kobe, Kobe Brown, that kid is yeah. good. He is really, really good. He he diced Illinois up like they were nothing. Tommy, get in there. Yeah, I, I'm honestly, when I look at this, I buy a lot of stock in this bracket in the Big East. I think the Big East is a very solid conference this year. I think it's stacked. I, I think the talent level was near the was all over the place, like from top to bottom. There were a lot of great teams. I mean, there's still people who are like buying UConn right now, even though they got eliminated in the quarterfinals, I believe it was. And I, I could see the same thing with Creighton. I mean, Creighton's got a decent basketball team. They played really well this year. They were undefeated at home until Marquette came in like a couple days ago and beat them or a week or two ago. And they got a couple of pretty solid players. I mean, the they got the big man, uh, Kalkbrenner, too. I think he's like 7-1 or whatever. You know, he's definitely their guy. He's shooting 70% on the year right now from inside. So it, he's a matchup nightmare being that fucking big. Sorry, am I not allowed to swear on this one? No, you can swear all you want to swear. <laughs> and uh, he's just an absolute monster. And Creighton definitely plays – that biggie style fast pace like efficiency to the to the max as well basketball right now i i could see them definitely messing stuff up and if i'm not mistaken marquette played baylor this year beat them by like 20 some points at the time too creighton's played them yeah creighton's played them tough all year so i could definitely see them mixing stuff up too when i get to it the nc state matchup shouldn't be a problem and if there's going to be a team that maybe wins a couple games out of this that could surprise people, I, I could pick Creighton. I think Creighton's a good choice. The interesting thing about you, you mentioned Creighton and Baylor. Both Creighton and Baylor played significant chunks of the season this year without top players. Uh, Creighton was, Kalkbrenner was hurt for quite a bit, and they were not the same team. And there were there was questions as to whether Creighton would turn it around. When Kalkbrenner came back from injury, they became a very different team. They became a kind of a sexy pick in the Big East tournament to to make a run. Now they didn't. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of love for the Big East right now uh, with with UConn, Marquette, Creighton. Uh, probably about the only team that doesn't seem to get any love right now is uh, is uh, Providence, who kind of limped in. And Baylor Baylor was without uh, Chachua, uh, one of their stronger defensive stalwarts. Uh, shot blocker really causes problems down low and uh it was known as kind of the the guy who steered the defenses at, for Baylor and he was out for a significant period of time he's only been back for a few weeks so th- it is a question as to whether or not Baylor has the offense because they don't have the offensive power power that they used to have but they can still sure defend you all all day and, and so that'll be an interesting matchup let's move down um lower left hand quadrant now we'll head into the east bracket we'll go over those matchups again uh purdue is going to be taking on texas uh, the winner of texas southern or fairly dickinson university which interesting they got in i think they're the ones that were in because the conference champion Merrimack. does not yeah merrimack 
who won the conference has is still in the midst of their four year like adjustment period from like lower division two to division one. How Dumbest stupid, rule ever. Yes, how stupid is that? I'm glad you brought that up. You can come up to division one, but you can't play in the tournament. Well, like that doesn't make any fucking sense. They're still learning, Tony. They're still learning. Are they, yeah, they, the, who the people that make the rules? Yes, they are. Right. It's a it's a football rule. It's is really where it's supposed rule. to come from because in football you get more scholarships when you move up to Division One, and so it's an adjustment to allow you to to rotate your roster up. It does not make sense for any other level of college athletics. But anyway, that is the match that it is. You've got Memphis and FAU, Duke taking on Oral Roberts, Tennessee going against the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana in the four thirteen. Number six, Kentucky taking on the 11 seed Providence. Three seed K State taking on 14 seed Montana State. Number seven seed Michigan State taking on USC, Southern California, not Carolina. And number two seed Marquette taking on the Catamounts of Vermont. All right, super fan. Actually, no, you reacted first. We'll go. We're gonna. No, we didn't. We Ray. Ray went first. Tony, you you talked to me a little bit about Marquette a couple of days ago when they when they won outright the uh, the conference tournament or uh, conference championship, and then they went around and they doubled down and won the conference tournament as well. So, talk to us about the East uh, East region and what you like, what you don't like out of out of this bracket. Yeah, for sure. What I do like is the bracket that Marquette got into as a fan, because if you, even if you look at, they add up the kind of the points of the top um, four seeds in each region, and they have the highest point total, which means they have the, the you know, lowest average overall seed in the top four uh, in this in this pool here. Uh, but I don't know, you, you talk about Purdue, I still wouldn't be surprised if Purdue ends up making a run here. Um I don't see them losing to Memphis, honestly, possibly a Tennessee team, but I see them being there. But I think Marquette gets through here. Like you said before, I think we started this. Kentucky is one to watch out for. I don't necessarily believe in Kansas State, uh, but I really think it's it's Marquette's to take over here in the, in this uh, part of the bracket for sure. If, if you will, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go next to talk about this. I, I think you got to worry about Duke. Uh, and it pains me to say this, but Duke is probably playing as good a basketball as anybody in the country right now. They entering into the ACC tournament, which they won. They came in winning nine, winning nine straight. And I think they, I think they beat. If Purdue makes it to the Sweet 16, I think it's going to be them against Duke, and I think Duke's going to beat them because, again, I think I think they can defend the guard play of Purdue and they can bang down low with a Zach Eady. They have the bigs to at least push him away from just camping out in the paint and throwing those elbows. He loves to throw and not get fouls called. Um, they, they can do that. They can really bother him. And I think that that Duke's dangerous in, in your bracket down there with Marquette. I think Michigan State is always a danger. You never, you never know what Izzo's going to do. He, you know, they got bounced early from the tournament. It looked like they kind of took Ohio State a little lightly. Uh, and, and honestly, if Ohio State had been the Ohio State that finished the season, they'd be in this tournament right now, and they would be the Big Ten team I would say to watch out for because they're young, athletic, and and can really get after it. But they're not in team that loses games that's how ohio state is i don't know how else to explain it but yeah the, the entire year they were sneaky the entire time i i they they were they was, way underperformed yes absolutely i completely agree with that and as a fellow uh milwaukeean i don't know how else you would put that uh yeah this marquette team has been super exciting all year shaka smart's got these boys playing right now the only concern that i have with this marquette team is size yes absolutely it's the oso igadar is probably their biggest guy and he's maybe six nine and a good pair of heels like yeah. he's not doing much and the matchup against zach Eady, you know they played the third game of the year i believe it was and they only lost by five on them uh, when it happened so definitely a team that they can beat 
that they're hungry to beat right now. Uh, they're just playing the best basketball at the end of the season. I mean, Tony, I, I think you can agree three days ago, this was a four, a three seed team. And I, I think they, they were two after performance in, in Madison square garden. I think they were on the three line. I think they were low on the three line coming into the big East tournament. And then knowing that if they just gave UConn a good game in the semifinal, cause I think a lot of people had UConn still on the three line until Marquette beat them. And then the way they handled Xavier yesterday, uh, that wasn't much of a game at all, to be honest with you. Right. At no, no point in that game was it close. It was 12-2, to two, and it never really got closer than that. It was 54-27. They kind of coasted down the end. Tyler Kolick is an excellent basketball player. Um, and Joplin off the bench is always a guy to look out for as well. When Marquette's making their threes, they play great defense, and it's just – I would love Shaka to stay here for a long while. Yes, they are very efficient. I believe they're a top five offense in Kempom ratings that are of offensive rating. Their defense throughout the season isn't necessarily said to be that great, but they're playing their best defense of the season right now during this time. I mean, not that I should be too worried about it, but they do have a really rough path, though, it feels like in this thing. Maybe not the toughest path by any means, but... You know, even Vermont, I think they've been dancing like five of the last six years. Michigan State, like you said, always got to be worried about something, whether they get to Kentucky or Kansas State at that time. I mean, two teams that, again, this is a tough bottom half of the bracket right here. It's almost like once you get out of that, you have a better chance of maybe doing something more special with this team. It's not going to be easy for Marquette at all, especially because, like we were saying, they're not a very big team. And they rely heavily on their offensive efficiency, which has been great this year. But it's going to take one bad game for that to just completely mean nothing all season. Right. Your thoughts on the East bracket? Well, my first thought just by looking at it, because when I tell you truly, I'm just I'm looking at this for the first time. Truly, I'm looking at this for the first time. Um, it looks like Blue Blood uh, Central which is interesting that so many of the Blue Bloods got put in the same bracket. But um, I'm with you guys on Marquette. They look um, probably the most dangerous in the bottom bracket, but I'm going to sit here and call a possible upset. I know Purdue is a one and deservingly a one, but the, the Tigers, are, the Memphis Tigers are scrappy as hell. And the, they've shown that they're fearless, um, especially with Houston's ascent as of the past few years, and Memphis beats Houston regularly. They've shown um, that they have no fear, with no matter how good the team is, how big the big star is. And with Purdue, it's a really big dude. And Penny Hardaway has those guys believing in anything he tells them to do. So I would not be shocked to see Memphis uh, surprise Purdue and knock them out early. Um, otherwise, yeah, uh, look out for Duke. I'm with you. Uh, Duke was... There's no other way to say it than other than they were truly and utterly embarrassed last year in every way, form right. or fashion, in every way, form or fashion. And John Shire has those kids really playing well. And, you know, Duke's always going to play the quote unquote right way and, and fundamentally right and all this. Um, so I would not be surprised to see Duke go deep in the bracket either. But uh, oh, so everything you guys said about Marquette. I watched this first and I think, too. Right. Wasn't that the stat for John Shire this season? He passed. What's it was most wins ever by a first-year Duke coach, I believe. Shire. Oh yeah, he, he he was he did um, he did extraordinarily well. And one of the other things that you know you talked about, kind of the way Duke plays, Ray. The thing I do like about Shire is that while he you know grew out of the the Coach K tree, he doesn't coach like Mike Shashevsky. Uh, and and I, I was listening to a different program kind of talk about this and point this out. Like Duke's not afraid to press you. Mm -hmm. Coach K like never, never did press it. Mm -hmm. Shire changed his lineup so often, all the time. He was constantly, he is constantly tinkering with that lineup and putting the, the, the five guys out there that are getting it done. Uh, I, it, I hate it. Cause I was hoping that this was going to be a fall off for Duke. I've been tired <laughs> of hearing about Duke. And I then had to sit through two selection shows today on other channels where the pundits got to salivate over Duke and just slobber all over that knob that is that is Duke basketball. Seven uh, tickets, baby. You know, it, it, I hate it, but I you got to respect the dynasty uh, and the blue blood that they are. 
Um, two teams I'm not even close to buying at any point in this bracket. Providence, that like I like Ed Cooley and all, but they're they're I think they're kind of oh like I I they would not have been among my last four in had I had I been doing brackets. I've I've watched them and and we'll just say it's an eye test thing, which I know everybody hates. And then I've already talked about this twice, but Tennessee, who um, has a gaudy record. Uh, but is without their starting point guard now for the season and really didn't play anybody uh, outside of their SEC uh, SEC schedule. And uh, I don't think you can trust them. Now that I've put both of those teams out, they'll be in the Sweet 16, and uh, we can make fun of me in two weeks. So, all right, let's move over to the West. The West bracket, uh, where my beloved fighting Illini are, are – going to get bounced uh we've got kansas as the number one seed there they're taking on howard uh the eight nine matchup is arkansas at the eight illinois at the nine number five seed st mary's taking on the number 12 seed, uh 12 seed vcu number four seed yukon in what's a juicy little matchup the 13 seed rick patino led iona gales uh, number six seed at TCU will be taking on the winner of the Arizona State Nevada first four matchup at the 11. Number three seed Gonzaga taking on Grand Canyon in the 14 seed. I think that's going to be a great matchup. Number seven Northwestern uh, taking on the 10 seed Boise State. And then finally, the two seed UCLA taking on the number 15 UNC Asheville. I'm going to take the liberty of going first with my team in the bracket. Uh, I joked about this. These are two of the most inconsistent eight, nine teams that you can get. So I legit like you, you hear coin toss game. This is a coin toss game. And I, I, but the thing is, is I think whoever wins the toss wins by double digits. Like I think it'll, it'll be one of those where one team flat out doesn't show and the other team just punks them and, and will beat them by 10 to 15 points. Um, it's been the story of both their seasons. Kansas, I think, should get to the Sweet 16 out of out of this four. Um, UConn is is really good. I don't know if UConn's completely back yet. If the Fighting Hurleys are gonna are gonna take the Huskies to the second weekend, but this team has got as good a chance as any. But of course, they got to get past Rick Pitino, and you know he wouldn't let he wouldn't love anything more than to just spoil the party for for the Yukon Huskies. And then this is a wild upset. I'm not sold on Gonzaga, guys. I know Gonzaga is a consistent team. I know people believe in them. Here's what I do know about Grand Canyon. They shoot the ball really well. Uh, and and they, they can give a team fits. And Gonzaga is not the team they've been for the last couple of years when I think Gonzaga had their national championship window. You know, they've still got Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy is a good big, uh, but his his supporting players aren't quite what they what they've been in the past. And I could see them getting caught napping against a hungry Grand Canyon team. UCLA is down two significant players off of their lineup. I think that they're good, but I, I don't know if they get past the second round. Uh and watch out for Northwestern. Um, because again, they're not they're not the most talented team, but they defend. And if you watch them play, they are just relentless in the way that they defend teams and they get up in you and they make you uncomfortable. And they got the one of my favorite names in all of college basketball. They got Boo Booey, who averages about 20 points a game and, and scores for them. So Northwest, and they're excited to be back for the second time in history. And I could see them pulling an upset in the second round on a depleted UCLA. Uh, we'll go this time. We'll start with uh, Tom. Tom, you go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, you bring up UCLA. I think they were probably a favorite in this until they had uh, those injuries to Clark. And what's the other guy's name now? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to – it'll lose me too. Give me a sec. I'll look it up. You keep talking. Uh, yeah, they. I personally, I think they're that fifth team probably that you look at if those guys are healthy – to, oh, yeah, these guys are the top of the game right now. They could definitely win this entire tournament. Uh, but the injuries definitely depleting their chances, I think, for sure. It's uh, Adam Bona. That's Adam the Bo- other one. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I necessarily want to buy as much Northwestern stock as you. Like I said, I am definitely doubting the Big Ten this this tournament. I am not going to root against them, I guess. But uh, personally, for me, I don't know if they're necessarily that great of a team. You know, they they played Wisconsin pretty close this year. I mean, they they both two times they played Wisconsin pretty close. You know, they they lost to Ohio State in the regular season a couple times as well. Uh, you know, they do have a nice win on Purdue and on Indiana, but they're right now for their last five losses, uh, including two OT losses to Penn State on top of that to your Illini in there as well. I, I don't blew know. An 18 point, they blew an 18 point lead to lose that one, too. Yeah, I'm not necessarily all in on Northwestern by any means. Uh, looking across that, I don't hate Gonzaga being maybe on upset watch, um, especially maybe when they go up against TCU in that second round, too. Um, I, I I don't know. For some reason, I I want to give like maybe a little bit of a look to St. Mary's, but then they got embarrassed against Gonzaga when they went up against them too. So I don't really know how to look at them as well in the championship game. I I, I look at this bracket and Kansas fans, if you're on Twitter with them, think it's such a tough draw. I think it's probably one of the easier draws for the one seed in this entire tournament right now. Like get out of this bracket, Kansas, if you want to do that. I know Bill Self, now he's like, in the hospital team of destiny in it. So what, I don't know what happened to him, but yeah, he suffered, he suffered a cardiac event. He did not suffer a heart attack. He's actually, it actually got announced today. He was, he's been released from the hospital. He's out. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking this should be Kansas's bracket all day. I mean, all day when I look at it, especially when you have the depleted, uh, UCLA, the, uh, Number three, Gonzaga, that is not the Gonzaga that is never the team that anyone has full faith in already. And I, I'm I'm going to take this as Kansas is to lose with a sneaky UConn again, because like I said, I, I like the Big East this year. Uh, Tony, your thoughts? I'll be honest, I think that Kansas has the toughest four seed, because I think UConn's a really good basketball team. Um Northwestern's tough. They're four and one against the top twenty-five, but I like TCU a little bit better than them. Uh, they also have six top twenty-five wins, so I could see the number six seed ending up facing probably Kansas. I think Kansas beats UConn. Um, UCLA, I think, has enough to get past Northwestern. And if I had to make a pick, I'd probably say Kansas does get out of this part of the bracket. And Patrick, I think Illinois beats Arkansas. I'll give you that. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Ray, I know you aren't going to pick my Illini to beat Arkansas. Never You're still bitter the over the greatest greatest comeback in the history of NCAA basketball ever. Thanks for that. I, I almost I almost brought the soundbite of uh, Williams can tie it with a three, and he does. I know, mean, right? I, I could hang up right now. We could just you save ourselves Bill, trouble. Bill Murray losing his shit in the United Center. Oh, it's great. It's great. You uh, guys blew a 15-point lead. Oh, sorry. That was like 20 years ago. Literally no, 20 years ago. No, it still feels like yesterday to me. Yes, I remember where I was, what I was wearing, what I was doing. Um, you guys broke down the, the bracket pretty well. Um, Kansas definitely seems like the number one with the easiest path to get to the Final Four. But I want to shit on Gonzaga for just a second. And, and I, I have been one of the people over the years that has believed in them a lot more than I would, I think the populace has. Um, but they've lost too much Jalen Suggs, Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy of all of the notable, notable stars in college basketball has an amazing ability to fade into the background when things get at their toughest. And you know, two years ago, I would have I, I I called Gonzaga winning from the very before even the the season started, and then they went to one of the greatest games ever, and they haven't been the same since. I think it's time we start talking about Mark Few, man. Like, what's the deal here? Can he win? Can he get it done? And I know that's unfair given the randomness of the tournament, but he's had so many chances, and they're never gonna be less than a four 
in the tournament because they play in a horrible conference. Much Turned better out. than it was. Much better than it was 10 years ago. Right. But it's it's they'll never be challenged. It's almost the same thing with UH and Memphis. They're never going to be challenged in a conference. Um, well, that's going to change next year because Houston's right. joining the Big 12. So yes, I'm excited to see that. That's going to like, we'll, and we'll get to that. I think that's going to be segue nicely. Uh, D- Tom, did you have one last thought? It looked like you were leaning in. No, I was just uh, agreeing there with uh, Ray on, uh, and yeah. then going in and jumping on Houston. So, no, I'm all good. Yeah. All right. So, let's get to the last bracket the Midwest. Uh, Houston, the number one seed, they're going to be taking on Northern Kentucky. The 8-9 matchup is Iowa and Auburn. Uh, I will own that I was surprised that Auburn was as high as a nine seed. Uh, Miami uh, is the number five in that region versus the number 12 seed, Drake. Indiana is the four seed against Kent State. Iowa State takes on the winner of the Mississippi State Pitt matchup for the 11 seed. That's the 6-11 matchup. Number three seed, Xavier, taking on number 14 seed, Kennesaw State. Texas A&M, the seven seed, taking on the 10 seed, Penn State, and what I would argue is the matchup of the first round. Texas, number two seed, taking on Colgate, the number 15 seed. Ray, you're the only one who hasn't gone first. No, no, sorry, Tom, you're the only one who hasn't gone first. Ray, you went first to Arizona. Talk to us about the Midwest bracket and your thoughts. Yeah, uh, obviously Houston being the shock of the day, losing to Memphis. Uh, they're getting that number two overall seed. I know how down I've been on the Big Ten in this entire conference, uh, as a conference in this tournament. I will say the only team that really intrigues me is Indiana. Indiana, I mean, they got Trace Jackson Davis. They got Jalen Hood. uh Schnitt- Jalen Hood Shafino. Yeah. I, I know I've I've seen him play and the guy can ball. He's an absolute beast. He's freshman of the year, I think, in the Big Ten this year. Might uh, be a lottery pick. He he's a stud and they play great defense. The team seems to play really well as a cohesive unit whenever they're playing together on the floor. I, I wanna like Miami more, but they kind of shit the bed in the ACC tournament as well, too. I'm I'm, I'm losing a lot on Houston, of course, because you got to question who they're playing. You got to win that tournament if you're Houston to silence doubters in this whole thing, too. I, I'm worried about what Houston can do going long in this tournament. As for Texas, uh, they're one of the best teams in the Big 12. They win the title, of course. Uh, they got a great offense. Marcus Carr is a beast. Uh, and then my boy, like, shout out Wisconsin boy Tyrese Hunter as well, too. Um, they're going to have a great run at it, too. I think they're better than Xavier by a lot um, when it comes to Big 12 versus Big East on that one. They'll probably play each other, but I think Texas should win that one. I, I want to keep an eye out for Indiana. I-, I don't know why that team bounces out to me. I, I just think if any Big 10 team is going to make a little bit of noise that is unexpected, it is Indiana this year. Uh, Tony, go ahead. You, uh, you next. I, I agree with you on Indiana. I mean, Trace, Trace is a, is a hell of a player. Um, I, I, I'm, I like Miami though. Miami's three and one against the top 25. I think it's Isaiah Wong. The guard from Miami is really solid. I think whoever wins that game is going to win this bracket. I don't believe in Houston. I don't believe in Xavier. Um, Texas is a formidable team, but I, I, Man, if I had to go with anybody in, in a bracket where I don't believe in a number one or number two, really, I, I like Indiana coming out of here. Um, I, I just think that when you have the best player in the entire bracket, and that's that's what I think he is, I think they have the best shot here. I think Texas and Indiana, one of those two teams. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Is now the part where I remind you guys that Texas not only beat Kansas back-to-back, but they walloped them. 
Uh, Kansas back says, to back. Kansas like, says nine top twenty-five wins. I mean, you know, that's Texas. But I, I'm just, like, I, I just can't, I can't discount that, like. Texas is good, you guys. Texas yeah. is really, really good. And, you know, you talked about Marcus Carr. Uh, we saw him in the Big Ten, and then he transferred and, and went over to Texas and, and has been even better since then. Uh, I, 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 I don't think they're going to get past this first game necessarily because I think Texas will beat them. But Penn State is a fun watch uh, because they're like the anti-Big Ten team. There's nobody over six foot eight on the squad. They shoot threes with alarming regular. They have three guys on the team, or maybe it's only two now. They have at least two guys on the team who shoot over forty percent from three. They are eleventh uh, in the country in three point percentage, despite and, the Andrew amount of threes Funk, they shoot. Yeah, right. Andrew Funk, uh, Seth Lundy, who fouled out today against Purdue, and they gave Purdue a good run. They're never out of a basketball game. They they erase deficits like it's nothing, and they have arguably one of the best point guards in the country in Jalen Pickett, uh, who is he's a big physical guard who likes to get down in the paint, suck defenses in for his shooters. And Micah Shrewsbury for, for Penn State, the head coach for Penn State, uh, he knows his team. He knows what they do. He draws awesome schemes to get his shooters open. And I sit there when I watch them play, I wondered how they finished ninth in the Big Ten. Like it made no sense with the way. And it, but it really comes down to whether the three ball falls uh, for them. Indiana, you guys talked about Indiana. It really comes down to kind of like Purdue. Who is going to be the other guy after Hood Shafino and um, and uh, Trace Jackson Davis? Because that's that's the thing that they need. And. It, for, unfortunately, Xavier Johnson being injured for the entirety of the season and, and being gone, another lottery pick level freshman uh, being lost for the year, probably made a big difference in, in why they didn't do more. And so you got to rely on a guy like Miller Cop, who is, you know played for Northwestern. He's a three-point shooter, hasn't been the three-point shooter he was with Northwestern, but it's about their complementary pieces and whether and whether they can make some baskets. Uh, Iowa's a fraud. They make the tournament. Everybody thinks they're going to shoot the lights out, and then they lose in the first round. And I hate Bruce Pearl. So uh, I everything about that matchup, by, by the way, between Iowa and Auburn, if both teams could lose that game, I would be satisfied. I, I would, like, fuck them both in the year with a sandpaper dildo. Ray, Midwest, so what are your this, thoughts? Uh, this gentleman isn't a, isn't a good dude by any stretch of the imagination, but in terms of X's and O's, Sean Miller being back at Xavier is a very dangerous yeah. number three seed. Um, the boy can coach I his ass. I question their depth. That's what I question them. There's their depth. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, also, the tournament is places where you 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 kind of close in your 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 lineup and get it, make it a little smaller um, in a lot of ways. So um, also, you know, uh, Tony mentioned at the very beginning. The tournament is notorious for a 12 upsetting a five. Look out for Drake. They can fill it up and shoot the lights out of the gym. Look out for that as a possible upset. I think they're going to be a popular upset pick. I think because so they, too. you know, the Missouri Valley, uh, they're the only team out of the, out of the Valley. And um, they, they beat the, they beat the breaks off of just about everybody they faced uh, in there. Since, since you put it out there, you kind of segued into this, this nice thing. We talked about top seeds that we think could go all the way in. Uh, who is who? What's one? Everybody pick a Cinderella. Who's your Cinderella? Who's who's the team everybody's going to be going nuts for? Come Sweet Sixteen weekend next week. We'll start with uh, Tom. We'll start with you. Who's your Cinderella? Looking at this. Uh, I mean, do we have a do we have a qualification as to what counts as a Cinderella here? Do I have to be at a certain seed level? Because uh, from what I was talking about, it kind of feels like Creighton is my team that I'm on that with, with the six seed, but I don't know if that constitutes. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd call Creighton a Cinderella. Uh, I would say anybody that's a 12 seed or below, like those bottom fours. Like, the, you know, we always talk about that 12 seven or 12 five upset, something like that. Um, uh, wow. Uh, when it comes to a 12 or below, then you know what? I, I kind of like. 
and it goes against my other one here. The Drake team is one of the oldest teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. their like average age is like 42 years old or some shit like that. I saw when they played earlier this year and they, they're very experienced. I know it goes against what I want with Indiana right there as well. But when it comes to the other ones, I, I don't know. I'm not in love with anything else here for it. Uh, Oral Roberts is a fun story from a couple of years ago, right? Where we just learned about that today already, Tony. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, I guess VCU with the St. Mary's. I think I heard in the last 40 games, 12 seeds are 19 and 21 versus fives straight up. Crazy. It's ridiculous so, how good the percentage is. It's crazy. It's very much 50%. Those games are always toss-ups. It feels like great job by the committee for always picking them. If I had to go with a 12 seed, I, I guess I lean towards uh, the, the Drake Bulldogs. But, again, I, I really like Indiana as well in this whole thing, too. All right. I can see that the, the the other words follows directions as well as as the other other words. I just asked for one, bro. I was just, I'm just messing with you. Uh, I I tease it. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Tony knows. Like, see how he's got that little tight lip grin. He, he, Ray Ray knows this too. Uh, that that's that's bandwagon nerds coming through on you there. Tony, who's your who's your Cinderella? Charleston. Who's the glass slipper? Charleston. Yeah. I told you right off the bat with Charleston, that's a 30-win team coming out of the Colonial Conference. I mean, they, they're they not the best three-point shooting team, but they got a couple guys that can really play basketball. Dalton Bolin is, is a solid guard for them, averaging over four assists. I like them to beat San Diego State, and I don't really believe in Virginia. So if you want me to pick someone 12 or lower going to the Sweet 16, I'll go with Charleston. Excellent. Ray, your turn. They took both of mine. So I I I want to be I want to be funky and give you another one. By the way, Virginia has, with respect to with with respect to the um, the year they won it and the Ralph Sampson years, they're usually overrated in this tournament. Um. Okay, I'm gonna give so you. Pick Furman. I mean, watch out for UC yeah, but, Santa Barbara as well. To be honest with you, 14 seed. I'm going to throw out to you. Damn. Uh, I would go with those two. You know what? Fuck it. Montana State. Why not? Fuck it. All right. I believe, no, I believe Drake and College of Charleston will definitely win their lineups. And I do think Drake has a chance to get to the Sweet 16. But I just didn't want to pick what everybody else picked. That's fair. <coughs> Oh, excuse me, cough button. Um, I'm going to go back to my uh, West bracket. I talked about it earlier. I think Gonzaga is ripe for an upset. I'm going to pick Grand Canyon to shock the world, get past Gonzaga and TCU, and make it to the Sweet 16. All right, gentlemen, first blush, quick around the table. We're going to wrap this podcast up with your Final fours and who cuts down the nets? Ray Cash, I'm gonna let you go first. Well, thank you, sir. I am going to go in the in the east. Let's go with Marquette. Okay. In the west, gonna go with Kansas. I think that's the easiest shot to for the number ones. In the Midwest, damn, I hate going chalk, but I, I, I don't, I don't see nobody really beating Houston right now. I'll go with UH, and clearly in the South, <laughs> bear down, baby, bear down. So two All ones right. and two twos. All right, PC Tunney, your final four. Well, let's get the chalk one out of the way. I, I like Alabama. I think that yep. uh, they got a solid path to come out of the South. <clears throat> and I even picked your damn team, Tony. Look at us. I thought we were friends. I will take Marquette. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it's even a homer pick for me. I just think they're actually oh, yeah. the best basketball team in that quadrant. Yeah. 
when I go up to the Midwest, that's interesting for me. I think I'm going to say Indiana comes out of there. I think they have a tough game against Miami. They take care of Houston, and they're going to get it done against Texas. They'll have the best player on the floor in, in every game they play in this, in this part of the bracket, in my opinion. And in the West, I'm going to give you a four seed, UConn upsetting Kansas and heading to the Final Four. That's the strength of the Big East this year, in my opinion. UConn has a ton of size up front. They're very well coached, and they can score the basketball. So give me UConn, Marquette, Alabama, and Indiana. All right. Well, if Indiana makes it, that breaks a pretty significant Big Ten curse. Tom, your Final Four. Yeah, geez, it's hard to follow up Tunnies right there. That's a pretty good one. I, I'm I'm liking Bama as well. I agree with you that they have a pretty easy path, in my opinion, until they get to Arizona, and I like them uh, taking the edge on that one. Fuck it. I'm going Marquette, too. Why not? Uh, Thanks for stopping you know, by, Ray. I will homer pick this one, and uh, I'll, I'll say that. But, again, I'm only worried about their size. If, if they play the offense that I know they can play, yeah, I, I like Marquette a lot. Give me Kansas in the in their division as well, in their bracket. Um, and then coming out for them, let me get Texas, I guess, too. I wanted right, to Texas. say Indiana, but Tunney said Indiana. So I will I will go away from it. I, I'm going to fill out a bracket where Texas makes it to the Final Four out of the Midwest and where Indiana makes it out of the Midwest. Yeah, you, you can't just fill out one bracket, fellas. We all know that. Yeah, at least five. At Sheets least five. integrity. That's right. All right. I, two out of the Midwest, Tom, am going to take Texas. I, I think Texas is the, the best team out of the Midwest, uh, personally. I am going to pull, um, I'm going with Kansas out of the West uh, for my final four. Sorry, Ray. I, too, am picking Alabama. It is hard to pick against that team. That team is ridiculously athletic, ridiculously talented, and I like Arizona a lot other than I think Kirk Reese is kind of a jerk, but, you know, whatevs. Uh, And out of the East, I'm going to surprise you all. I'm going with the Dukies. I am going to pick the Fighting Shires to come out of the East and uh, be round out my final four. So there you have it, noble listeners. Our final fours from the chair shot. Nobody picking the same final four. So you really have to, you know, choose your favorite and who's the most right, which is me. And uh, you know, just appreciate that. I know, right? Wow. Well, now you watch, know what? You know, Duke's gonna get bounced in the second round and you guys can all laugh at me. I'm going I, to uh before uh, go ahead. Before Thursday, so after the Tuesday-Wednesday games, I will create, probably on uh, ESPN Fantasy app, I'll create a chair shot group for anybody that wants to put one bracket in for all of us just to have a king of the chair shot bracket picks. You guys like that? Just for fun. Yeah. Sounds sounds fun, and I have the day off Thursday, so I can I got start half, tracking. I got a half day Friday, so I'm hoping Marquette doesn't have the 11 o'clock game. Mm, I'm working all day, both days, so oh, screw you guys. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget about boss remember, mode. Boss mode. <laughs> boss mode. Boss mode. Yes. I have, I have a couple of tidbits here just to add on to it. So 100% of the national champions uh, have been in their conference tournament semis since 1993. Right now, that's Zona, Marquette, Mizzou, UCLA, Purdue, Creighton, UConn, Memphis, TCU, Virginia, Penn State, Houston, Miami, Xavier, Indiana. KU, ASU, Texas, Iowa State, Duke, St. Mary's, Alabama, Zaga, and Texas A&M. Uh, 100% that, of the national That champions. narrows it down. That really narrows it down. Just was letting you know who you were thinking of. <laughs> With Indiana to go all the way, you'd be stupid, Tony. Uh, 100% of the national champions since 2002 were a top 40 Ken Palm offense and a top 22 Ken Palm defense. Also... No team uh, east or west of, like, mid-Texas has won the national championship since 1997. Kind of a ridiculous one. Uh, And then my other one, 100% of the national champions since 2004 were ranked in the top 12 in the Week 6 AP poll. So, Question for you. 
that that uh that West uh stat you said it's nineteen ninety seven. Who was that in nineteen ninety seven that won that championship? Is that UNLV? I thought it was, was it Arizona, right? Yes, it was, was Vivian it Simon. Let's move on. Oh, who cares? Jeez. Uh, Congratulations. Your team was relevant 35 years ago. Well done. What the uh, fuck has Illinois done? What? You, you're calling out your team. You're bragging. You're acting the fool. Like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, I don't sit there and act like my team's won everything every week. I also- don't. Average of nine upsets in the first round is what it's been since the past 10 tournaments. Great stats, Tommy. Great stats. Thank you. Well, way to bring it it to the selection show. So, all right, fellas. Well, I think that's going to do it for this special NCAA tournament edition of, I guess we'll call it the three-man weave, the four-man weave, whatever you would call it, chair shot radio. There we go. Chair shot radio is dormant. Semi-retired. There you go. There you go. So, gentlemen, let's do a quick once around. Tell everybody where they can find you. Let's start with uh, PC Tunney since he's down below me to my left. No, I want to thank uh, everybody for doing this. And Patrick uh, asked me, you know, let's do something like this. I'm like, yeah, for sure. You know, um, we, we kind of switched from three-man weave over to chair shot NFL. And, and it's good to kind of maybe keep that three-man weave name alive for such basketball things because it's such a great name. There's been a lot of great shows under that title. Um, and Patrick, I appreciate you taking the reins. Did a great job, obviously, running the show today. Your your knowledge and Tommy, I think, supersedes the the depth of knowledge Ray and I even have um, over this sport. So it was fun to talk with you guys. But you can follow me at PC Tunney uh, on the Twitter. Please continue to listen to everything Chair Shot Radio Network. I mean, we really mean it when you can have good, great listen to great conversations in sports, great conversations in entertainment and great conversations in sports entertainment, which I was lucky enough to do all day long today. So uh, your king of content returns this week with a lot of shit <laughs> for you to listen to. And I appreciate everybody that, that is putting in the hard work. we got a great family here. Chairshot Radio Network, once again, all your favorite streaming platforms. Free cash. Everything Tony said. Add it to free cash. Mysterious. Uh, yeah awesome appreciate it thanks for having me on guys uh on twitter at words thomas uh got a couple shows on chair shot right now that we've been going through uh we have down the wire that's me and my brother dave uh we talk professional sports in unprofessional ways uh weekly sports podcast basically just like highlighting the big shit that happened but like if uh, a couple of improv assholes were doing it instead um and then Newly up to new to the chair shot network is triple grit trivia. Triple yeah. uh, grit trivia is uh, the newest edition of the down the wire boys. What we've been doing a weekly sports trivia show. That's been a lot of fun. I've had Tony, I've had Ray on Patrick. I think you're next. You gotta be at least um, by the way, Tommy winter section, baby. What's up? That's that's true. Yes, I did win this week. Uh, I did kick Dave's ass as he did not do well in uh, the final question. And he also doesn't know golf as well as I do. So that really helped me out in the end, too. Awesome. All right. Well, and you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch me every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the Chairshot Radio Network. Monday, talking nerdy shit. Tuesday, talking hockey and sometimes music. And Wednesdays, talking wrestling with Greg DeMarco on the Greg DeMarco Show. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Tommy, it was great to do a show with you and meet you in person for uh, for someone I've heard a ton about. Uh, thank you, Ray, Tony, for putting this all together. Everyone for listening out there. Thank you. You've been listening to the March Madness preview show from the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. The ball is ticked, and there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star in all the Fucking one shot.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.